It is so good to be back. This is the first time in almost a month since I've done a video and I can't tell you just how much I missed you guys and missed this. So thank you so much for your support. I put a post in the community tab talking about my dad and he was very, very sick. He's been in the hospital for the last three weeks and we were actually at the point where he was saying goodbye to us and we were saying goodbye to him. So I put this community post up saying, please pray for my dad, send, you know, good juju his way and to, you know, hope and pray that he gets better. And I don't know, Obviously miracles happen because yesterday he actually came home. So I will be going back and forth, but I am here and I am going to be putting these videos out. And it's something that brings me joy, even though the subject matter is not great, but it gives me purpose. And being away from it, I just really, really missed it. It's been really tough for me. The last six months have been very tough for me, if I'm very honest. And there's lots going on behind the scenes. Some I can talk about, some I can't talk about right now. Today we are going to talk about the updates, case updates. We're going to go through all that. But I just wanted to say just how very grateful I am for you and that you matter. So now, let's get into it. First out of the gate is Barry Morphew. Good way to come back, isn't it? Barry is actually moving to Denver and there's chitter chatter that he actually has quite a bit of work lined up in Denver. He was actually in court this last week. I don't know if it was this week or last week. Give me some grace because I'm going to be a little rusty today, I think, in this video. But, but he was in court because of the voter fraud. Remember, he casted a ballot for Suzanne Morphew, who's his presumed dead wife, and missing wife, and that was five months after she was missing, he goes and casts a ballot. So that was around the time, it was dated October 15th. That was around the time where he was with Shoshana, or Shoshona, or Shosho, however you word it. And there was also chitter chatter that he was with Shosho back in July, even though he denies it, but that was two months after Suzanne went missing. So he wanted to vote for Trump, so he decides to put a ballot in for Suzanne, and he figures everyone else was cheating why can't he? He said, when asked by the FBI about the ballot, he said, just because I wanted Trump to win. And he says, I just thought, give him another vote. And he says, I figured all these other guys are cheating. I know she was going to vote for Trump anyway. That to me tells me that he knew very well what he was doing. That's my opinion. What do you think? And do you think Suzanne would have voted for Trump? Let me know below. So Barry sends in this ballot, but her signature, where Suzanne's signature is supposed to be, was blank, and he actually signed it as a witness. But Barry's lawyer, Iris Etan, who we know from his previous trial, she said that Barry mistakenly assumed that since he was the legal guardian for Suzanne, that he could, in fact, vote for her. She said, he believed that because he could sign legal documents for her that the ballot similarly was under his authority. So he was following her wishes. He did not sign her name. He signed his name on the witness line. So he didn't in any way intend to deceive the clerk of the court. What do you think about this? Is this a case of what Barry wants, Barry gets, or do you think that this was an honest mistake? Let me know below. And Barry was facing some serious jail time for this. But according to his lawyer, she says the authorities should be focusing on searching for Suzanne rather than prosecuting Barry for this voter fraud. She said Barry's life is shattered. Her disappearance is not linked to him. He's looked at and treated like a killer. Well, 
if the shoe fits, in my opinion. So Barry pleads guilty to this and the judge gives him a little slap on the wrist, in my opinion. He's to complete 32 hours of community service, which can be done in Denver and he will be on supervised probation. According to Lauren Scharf, she said that it's up to Barry where he does this community service, which I found interesting. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel like maybe Barry should have gotten a bigger punishment, but that's just my opinion and two cents, let me know. He's also allowed to use weapons again. He, as long as he actually applies for it, then they can say, okay, yeah, you can use it. So it had, had to do with a gun and something else. So he received this one year deferred sentence and this community service. Now let's move on to the next one. Just a little update. Remember Cleo Smith? She was the little girl who was abducted in Australia from her tent while her family was sleeping by a guy named Terence Kelly. He brought little Cleo to his house and this guy was very obsessed with Bratz dolls. And he got busted. Cleo was found safe and returned to her, her family. Now what's interesting is Terence's stepbrother just recently tried to abduct a nine-year-old girl. And it's my understanding he did abduct her and then was assaulting her, but there was a witness or somebody who, who uh, caught them or caught him and he was busted for it. So it's interesting to me that this idiot would actually go and try this after he knew, you know, what happened to Cleo. But, you know, do stupid things, you win stupid prizes. Let's move on to Justin Evans. Now, I've been thinking a lot about Justin. I've been fighting for justice for Justin for the last, well, almost two years. I guess it's been a year and a half. And you have too. I know you guys want to see justice. I always hear about Justin in the comments. Now, there was a recent article with Justin's mom, Jamie, in it, and she was talking about how the case was in limbo. More on that in a minute. But I've wanted for a long time to do a video on the topic of was Justin moved? Was his body moved? He went missing in December and he was found in May in a swamp a thousand feet from his house. And the authorities said they checked the swamp and then they reneged after he was found said they didn't check the swamp. So there's all kinds of odd things happening in this case, a lot of lies and a lot of BS. So what I would like to do is show you why I believe that he could have been moved and what leads me to believe that and show you the information I have and then maybe you can also help me in what to do next and find some more information. I know there's a lot of people who watch from Muskoka and maybe somebody will come forward with the pertinent information. Let me know if you want me to do that video below. I'll also have the playlists of each case in the description box so you can watch that and you can also support me. It's been a tough, tough month not doing videos my income's gone down so if you cannot donate that is okay all that i ask is just to watch some of my videos to help support me justin's mom talked about limbo and she also said police told us that they can't close the case but it's being labeled as unascertained the only reason the police have to label it that is because they couldn't get the coroner and pathologist to agree they said that if new evidence comes to light they'll investigate it fully and that just means that nothing is going to happen jamie has been struggling her family's been struggling because she's not getting justice right and she doesn't know what happened to her boy she knows that it wasn't suicide and i proved 
in a video, I proved with the information that I was given by the family, which was also given to the authorities and they didn't bother to work it and work the information, I proved that Justin's phone was in the house where he lived with the roommates all weekend long. The roommates said that Justin was gone all weekend, which he wouldn't go anywhere without his phone. That phone, I also proved, would have had to been plugged in. And miraculously, somehow, as Jamie puts it, the phone is, you know, blew off the face of this planet. It's gone. So there's weird things going on and things are being covered up. And we also have Justin's best friend wearing Justin's sunglasses as a little token. And it is not good. He gave it back, but there's so many things. It's a very interesting case. I urge you to see it. This has not been solved, but it needs to be. What's one thing in that case that has bothered you and you want it to be worked? Let me know below. Next is Summer Wells. Little Summer Wells has been missing for over a year. And Summer's father, Don Wells, who is sitting in jail, has written a letter and the letter is addressed to the kidnapper as he believes Summer was kidnapped. Now, apparently there's another letter that Don wrote that is going to be released, it hasn't yet, and that's addressed to Summer. I'll do a separate video on the letter or letters and give you some of my thoughts and you can also share yours as well. If you know of any other information that's come to light recently, please let me know that in the comments below. Next is Dylan Rounds. Dylan Rounds is 19 years old. He's been missing since May. It's almost Dylan's birthday. He's going to be 20 on August 1st. Now his mom, Candace, was interviewed by East Idaho News and they had a conversation about what's going on in the case. The FBI is saying, do not search anywhere. There's to be no searches because they are searching. And according to Candace, things are going on behind the scenes. She says that there's a lot of stuff being processed. Hopefully they'll get answers. She said some things that already have been processed, she's been getting answers, but they have to remain tight-lipped on what's going on. Now I can see in my opinion how this case has uh, affected her, meaning I'm seeing you know, her uh, demeanor and her uh, just the way she looks basically. It, it obviously has been taking a toll. So there's two guys that they talked about in this interview, Chase Venstra and also James Brenner or Jim. Jim actually did some work with Dylan and Chase was the barefoot hitchhiker that we talked about in previous videos. Now Chase is actually in jail. He got busted for stolen firearms that's supposed to be unrelated to Dylan. Jim is in jail also on firearms, but this guy has a long laundry list of a criminal history, let's just say, and he actually was not supposed to have firearms and he keeps repeating this pattern and hasn't learned his lesson. And Candace believes Jim knows about Dylan's whereabouts. So hopefully Dylan will be found. This is hell for the family, not knowing where their child is. It's hell for every single case like this, not knowing um, the answers to this. So hopefully it's a good outcome for Dylan. It's, uh, it's a little tough to believe that at this point, but miracles do happen. Also, in honor of Dylan and his birthday on August 1st, they are going to be planting Black-Eyed Susans in Dylan's honor. And also, they're going to be talking about, I believe they're going to be handing some of these out. I'm going to put the link below to Dylan's Facebook page 
the family's Facebook page so that you can read all about that as well. Next, let's go to Lori Vallow. I know you're probably eye-rolling at this point because it's Lori Vallow Daybell again, but we got to keep going on this because justice has to be served and it is going to be served in 2023. So we have a little bit more to go. Rob Wood and Lindsay Blake have asked Judge Boyce to do consumptive DNA testing. And the DNA testing they want done is on the following items. Hairs on duct tape inside of the body bag used to transport JJ. Ridge detail, which are fingerprints on the adhesive side of tape associated with JJ's body. Swabs of tape areas, swabs from fingernails from JJ's right hand obtained during the autopsy. And also small, small dark spots on the handles of a shovel and a pickaxe recovered from the garage or barn, which was on Chad Daybell's property. Now, without getting into too many disgusting details about this, Remember, Tylee was dismembered and burned. So it's my assumption that perhaps some of the pickaxe stuff may be related to Tylee. They're talking about small dark spots on the handles of a shovel and pickaxe. And so we don't want to go there, but obviously they want to do that. Now this consumptive DNA testing is a one-time thing. This is major. So that's it for the DNA once this is done. Rob Wood actually asked this way back in April of 2021, but the defense attorneys, they objected to this or they, um, yeah, they objected to this. And then Lori's case was put on hold and then that whole fiasco of her being under restorative treatment. Now, typically from what I'm reading, when they do this testing, the defense attorneys are allowed to have an observer in there and record it, but they're gonna do something different. They're asking to have it done by an independent uh, accredited DNA lab to test. And then also it says, um, because there's a contamination risk going on and a distraction that could lead to errors by someone videoing and all this stuff that they're asking to go to this independent DNA lab so that you know they can just get that done without the other worries. Prosecutors asked for a hearing on this, but the date has not been set. It ha could be by now, but from the last couple of days, my understanding it's not. Lori also has some charges that were being disputed, I guess. I don't know if it's actually in the wording that's going on, but my understanding it is because she's been charged with a conspiracy to commit murder on Tylee and on JJ. And also they lumped in the sentence for Tylee was the conspiracy to commit murder. And also what she was collecting in benefits money-wise for JJ and Tylee, and she's in trouble for that too. So it's, when you read the charges, it's all in one sentence. So I'm not sure if they want that to, you know, just separate, cause they're saying those are two different charges with two different sets of uh, consequences. So let me know if you know a little bit more about that. I've been on hiatus, as you know. Next, let's talk about these upcoming trials. Trizel and Jacqueline West were supposed to have their trial two days ago on July 25th but it's been changed now to October 24th. Trezell's lawyer, uh, Timothy Hennessy, said that the October court date is the earliest that he'll be ready because he needs to review a voluminous amount of discovery and Orin and Orson West have not been found yet. So hopefully they will be found before then. You know, I know that they don't need to in order for this to move forward, but obviously for the family, that would put that to rest and everybody else watching this and following. The biological family of Orin and Orson, uh, otherwise known as Classic and Sincere, uh, they are suing Kern County's Department of Social Services, Human Services Department, and 
also Trezell and Jacqueline West. And a gag order back in March was ordered for the attorneys and you know they can't speak out about the case. Let's talk about Letitia because you know how much I want this case to move forward for Gannon Stouk, his family, and the rest of the world. She's back in court tomorrow. I am gonna be following this. She's only gonna be in court for an hour. Maybe we'll finally, finally, finally get answers for when the court, uh, sorry, the trial is actually gonna start. There was chitter chatter in court that perhaps it might be in October. Let's hope that's still happening then and not pushed out. And let's hope it's not gonna coincide with another court case. Stay tuned for that. We know there's going to be a little bit of circus tomorrow. There always is with Letitia. Let's just move forward and get her done. Don't you agree? Let me know below. Megan Boswell is also tomorrow, July 28th. That will be an all-day event. Uh, starts at 9 a.m. It's pre-trial motion date, so we'll see what's going to happen with that. They also talked about a voluminous discovery. They need to move forward, and so we'll see what happens tomorrow. Those are the updates. Check here for my Justin playlist. You can check out all the other ones below. Thank you so much for watching. Please subscribe, please share, and don't forget to like. We'll see you in the next video.